0: Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Just Women Talking Shit with your host, Jacqueline Cotton. Jacqueline Cotton. Well, friends, hello, hello, hello. Normally in the mornings when I'm headed home from dropping my daughter off, I'll either record one of these or, lately, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts uh, from my personal development because it's—I have to have it in the morning. It's become like who I am, embedded in my DNA type thing. But ever since I switched to freaking ceasefire, some bullshit, I tell you, the service is terrible. Like, I don't have reception with whenever it comes to internet hardly ever I don't understand which is it's a good thing I stay home and work anyway for the most part or I'm always connected to wi-fi because it doesn't it's not a big deal until I have to fucking go somewhere (laughs) but anyway so I'm utilizing this time now that I can't do my personal development and going to talk talk some shit with all of you lovely lovely listeners and so oh shit what was I gonna talk about I already forgot do 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 my brain doesn't want to work. Choose your heart. There it is. (laughs) Brain, you did not fail me. You just uh, stalled a bit. But anyway, you know, as, as a coach in general, and then honestly just, I guess, from life experience and being surrounded by a lot of negative people and realizing that it was feeding my depression, it was feeding my anxiety, it was uh, holding me back, I was not happy, I was not getting where I wanted to be in life, um, I, I remember, I can't remember at what point, really mostly over the past few years, I quit trying to be liked by everybody, by everyone, you know, uh, I had this epiphany that it's time for me to actually start being myself, I think my husband helped a lot with this, because, he, he told me when we were falling in love, he told me the thing I love about you is that you are unapologetically you. And I was like, you know, I hadn't never thought about it that way. And the thing is, is it's because I hadn't always unapologetically been me. I was always trying to like be a chameleon, you know, fit in where I could, you know, the, I was really awkward and not popular in, in school. So it made sense why I was seeking validation that, and, you know, not having a dad, um, just daddy issues mommy issues like made sense why I became a people pleaser right and I was taught to do that as well but I don't know you know there comes a point where it's, it's probably between 27 and 30 I think for women where you start to see other people have what you want what you desire you know as a family for some of us not for all of us some of us don't want don't want kids and that's okay uh, but, you know, for me, it was, I wanted a family. I already had a daughter from, you know, my early 20s, but and not like a bad butt, by the way. But, um, you know, I didn't have the family. I'd had two failed families at that point, because I'd tried after her father, didn't work out. Um, I'd failed marriage by the time of, I think I was 30, uh, and you take a step back and you're like, okay, you know, when I was little, when I was a little girl and women know this so well, but when we're a little girl, we have everything fucking mapped out. Like we know how we want our, our wedding to be. Like we, we have this idea of a dress, like how you're going to look. If, if you want to get married, you know, if you want babies or not. Um, like you think, you know, what you're going to do with your life. You're going to, for me, i always wanted to be a businesswoman. It's funny because I, I flipped and I flopped. It's really, really interesting. Uh, my first go go-round thinking of what I wanted to be, it was in the fourth grade. You know, I don't know what I was, well, I do know what I said when I was a little, little girl. I wanted to be a gymnast and an ice skater. All right. First, I come at you with the gymnast and then I throw you with, throw you a loop. I'm a figure skater too though. <laughs> like, where would I find the time <laughs> to do that, right? But, so what happened was I did not become a gymnast. I did not become a figure skater, and that's okay. Um, but, when I got a little bit older, I would say about the fourth grade, I started to learn what a psychiatrist was. And all I really knew was I wanted to help people, right? And... I knew, I think, as a little girl, that it would have been wonderful to have someone to talk to. I didn't know about the fact that they write prescriptions and the schooling and all that. I just knew I wanted to help people. I wanted to talk to people, and I wanted them to feel like they could talk to me. Because I knew what it was like to not have anybody to talk to, right? But, um... And this was like... A Lord of the Flies moment for me, I guess. But I'll never forget a boy who was popular. Saying that... He called me a shrink, is what he did. He said, oh, you want to be a shrink. And I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know it was a derogatory term. Or that, um... Well, the way he was using it was derogatory, right? So, anyway. That, like, put me off my little path. Because I was was in the fourth grade. You know? Like, I didn't really know what I wanted to be. But the older I got, and I had this whole... Like, I foresaw how big cell phones were going to be at a very young age. I've always loved technology. I've always loved to, like mess with technology but I really loved the internet. I've always loved the internet. I thought it was really, really cool that I could talk with someone on the other side of the world. Right? So as I saw like blackberries become a thing, um and I got my first smartphone, which was a sidekick by T Mobile, by the way. <laughs> uh I would see these really what appeared to me to be important women, okay I liked seeing in the movies when a woman was wearing high heels and wearing a, a you know like a, a a pencil skirt and a blazer and I loved seeing a woman you know walk into a room and kind of command the energy. I loved seeing how in the movies um you know, women giving presentations and being on their, on their blackberries and like picking up the phone and saying, I, I got to take this as a client. I don't know why, but it always fascinated me. Um, I think it's cause I crave some sort of validation. Right. But I, I grew up without any money. Like we were on all the welfares, <laughs> right? Like government cheese. We got that. I looked forward to that shit. Uh, I remember the days where food stamps were, paper okay and uh yeah you don't know embarrassment until your mama starts whipping out the food stamps or till your mama that's like your um check what is it uh allowance we got food stamps for allowance that's you know you're poor when you get food stamps for fucking allowance okay so I got really tired as a child, and I understood where she was coming from, but I got so tired of being told no all the time because of money. I didn't understand why the fuck everything costed money, right? I understand it now. I understand that money is just an energy that really it doesn't, I mean, if you really stop and think about it, like, what the fuck is money? Okay, it exists because we say it exists because before money, we got to, uh, like, the whole thing was bartering and trading things, like, you know, if, if, I'll give you goat's milk if you give me cow's milk, I'll give you, uh, goat's milk if I can have some cheese, or, like, whatever the fuck they wanted to trade, you know, I need wood, okay, well, you need, um, you need some eggs, all right, well, and if you, if you didn't have what they wanted, you'd have to like go trade for something else. All right. Well, they came up with this universal thing that everybody would want. And that's what the fuck money is. Right. So I got really tired of being told no all the time. And I would see these women, especially when I knew, moved to New York as a teenager, I, you saw it more and more and more. Like women in their power, uh, really professional women who are always on the go. And it really appealed to me for whatever reason. Right. So it's really interesting that I became a coach because I combine all kinds of you know I'm not a licensed therapist I'm not a I'm not a psychiatrist right but I incorporate a lot of um, NLP all kinds of all kinds of like kinds of different therapy right that I've learned throughout the years in with the coaching even if it's business and marketing coaching so I realized. A few years ago that I like I was tired of being scumbags I was tired of not being able to save anything I was tired of like working these really shitty jobs and like I'm not I'm not knocking them because it's how I made it as a single mom but I was really tired of you know fuck working split shifts at a restaurant that doesn't give two shits about me paying somebody else to raise my kid. I was working to pay to go to work and I never saw my child as a single mom. Like I'm talking, I worked a lot y'all like bell to bell, especially when I sold cars and I was tired of, you know, not having one set thing that I was passionate about and that I could do that would make me good money, that wouldn't take me away from my kid. And I started to realize that I was really at fault for all of this, you know. Yeah, I grew up in a what would be considered poverty-level family. Um, We were definitely lower class. And, yes, uh, I didn't grow up with a father. And when I did have my father, he was extremely abusive. And I have only negative memories. Um, And I feel some type of way about that. Yes, you know, I've been with drug addicts and narcissists, and they've really hurt me, and I, you know, it took me a long time to forgive them, right? But I made the decision... To get with those men. Like I had to learn from all these things. And I'm continuing to make the same kinds of decisions. And how do I know that? The evidence is because I continue to have these types of feelings. I continue to have random jobs. I continue to make the same amounts of money. I continue to be unhappy. To feel unfulfilled. Like I'm responsible for the way I feel. I'm responsible for the people I allow in my life i'm responsible for the jobs I take and for the way I make money i'm responsible for making new choices for making um you know commitments to myself to want to have a better life to want to um adopt new behaviors and new habits i'm responsible for the garbage that's going into my brain and into my body i'm the The one responsible for allowing garbage into my life right I had this epiphany. And it hit me that I have to choose my hard. And I challenge you to do this as well. Choose your fucking hard. Okay? Do you want to continue to act like you're not in control of your life? And, you know, play, like... Do you want to play offense or do you want to play defense? Okay? Do you want to continue to act like everything happens to you? And like you're some helpless little, you know, damsel in distress? Or do you want to fucking take charge? Do you want to take everything that's happened to you, gather it all, harness it, and wear that shit as armor and be like, look, this is where I come from. This is what I've been through. This is what I've survived. This is why I'm so fucking strong. This is why I'm going to make shit happen because I don't want to live that way anymore. I don't have to live that way anymore because I make the decision today. I'm making the decision today to change my fucking life. I'm gonna go on that walk. I'm gonna put, you know, even though I don't feel like I have anything to save, I'm gonna go look in, in my gosh, in my what am I trying to say? In my couch and find some change and put that shit in a piggy bank. You can always make the decision to just move the needle forward, man. I listened to Anita May on manifesting money podcast and she it hit me one day. She's like, you're not saving because you're keeping the money to where you can see it. So. She said, you know, that's something I do. So I had to completely put it in a different account, the one that I can't get it out immediately. And so I adopted that behavior. She was like, and it, oh, by the way, it's working, y'all. I'm fine. Like, I finally have savings. I've started investments in some cryptocurrency, like, and it's building interest, like, because it's out of sight, out of mind. If it's there, you will spend it if you have the habit of spending money. If you have the habit of feast or famine, which is a lot of us grew up in that, in that, uh, environment. It's a lot of our generations, right? Um, but when she said that, it it really hit me that I have all these old behaviors, all these old habits, but I'm expecting new results. And that is the definition of insanity, right? So you just have to choose your heart. Do you want to be the damsel in distress and defenseless and act like you can't change your own life or Do you want to be the person who breaks all the generational curses, shows your children how they don't have to work hard for money, shows them, you know, not just how to pick fights, but to apologize when they do? Do you want to change your life? And if you do, are you willing to like hurt yourself for a minute and admit that your life is the way it is because of the choices you've made? My life was the way it was because of the people I chose to hang out with. They weren't people who celebrated me. They were people that drained me. They loved my success when I had it because it meant that they benefited from it. Now, I surround myself with very few people in real life and my community is online, like some of you. But my life has never been more joyous. I feel fucking celebrated. I'm not shamed for the fact that I'm starting to make money. That I've made, you know, this is a huge thing for me. That I've made almost six grand And it's, as of yesterday, was the 5th of the month. The 5th of May. That's more than I used to make in 2 or 3 months as a single mom. And people finally get that. The people will get you. So if your dreams and your goals make sense to your friends, either you need new friends or you need new dreams and goals. So evaluate that. And know that it's up to you to choose your heart. You can sit back, bitch and moan, and act like you can't make shit happen. Or you can use your excuses turn them into your reasons and have results because you cannot have results and excuses that's not how it works so you have to be willing to do shit that you haven't done before and that people aren't willing to do to have what you haven't had before and other people don't have because if if this shit was easy everybody would be doing it okay but a majority of the human population goes through the motions right is living life on autopilot being reactive instead of proactive oh my belly's rumbling oh i'm hu- oh i'm hungry so i'm gonna cut it i'm gonna cut it out right here I'm, I'm done i'm done preaching for the day this is what happens when you grow up in the bible belt by the way <laughs> choose your heart quit playing victim come out You know, Victoria's like, quit, just quit being a little bitch. If I have to just say that, let's just put it that way. I'm thinking of all these cliche things to say, but here it goes. Quit being a little bitch. You want a different life? Get that different life. You want results? Drop the fucking excuses. You want to change the trajectory? You want to change the way people see you and view you? You want the money? You want the house? You want the vacations? You want to own your time? well, then fucking do something about it. Anyway, I love y'all. Later.